Hello, Trash Crusaders. Welcome to Save Trash Cinema, the podcast. It's your favorite dumpster boy here, Cayman Darty. Just want to let you guys know that this week is going to be a very different type of episode. Unfortunately, last week was down with the flu. We were not able to get a recording off, but don't worry. We have something very special in store for all of you. Uh, we are presenting to you the season finale of The Last of Us through our third podcast, Spotlight TV. Don't worry. Next week, we'll be back with our St. Paddy's Day drunk cast covering leprechaun 2 and the following week we'll have a very special interview with none other than joe badon so please stay tuned for those and we will see you next week To Spotlight TV, a deep dive of your te- of your favorite television shows. I'm reading this. I'm having trouble. Brought to you by the dumbest person you know and some of his friends. I am your host body, your patient zero, your host with the most cordyceps up his nose for the final time. Yeah, thank God we don't this hear that year. For two years. My girlfriend Marlene is back and I'm gonna get myself in trouble. I am Jeremiah Parker Hobbs and joining me through this journey, he wrote almost 8 hours of brilliant television to try and wrap it up all in 32 minutes. Wait, no, he's not Craig Mason. It's Cayman Doherty. What's up, Woo! buddy? Well, definitely a better intro than last week where I just mumbled for like 45 straight seconds and then <laughs> fell back asleep. So I appreciate that. Hell yeah, yeah brother. I'm here. Hell yeah, brother. Brother. Next up, he has killed every single doctor he's ever seen get even close to picking up a scalpel. It's Patrick Schweiger. What's up, buddy? I, I go to a lot of doctors and they, headshot. Headshot. It, it doesn't headshot. go well for them. Sorry, and Dr. finally, joining us again, she brings two dudes with guns into the room every time she talks with her husband, but that's just a sex thing. It's Maggie Stiggers. Hi. Wow, you really nailed it on the head with that one. Ooh, I nailed it on the head. <laughs> Welcome back, Maggie. I'm so glad to have you. Please rate and review this podcast on your podcast app of choice and email us about what you are watching at spotlighttvpod at gmail.com. A list of what we are watching, the four of us, Mandalorian, Abbott Elementary, MH370, The Plane That Disappeared. That's the Malaysian flight documentary on Netflix. Not Dead Yet, Under the Banner of Heaven, History of the World Part 2, just a small segment of the TV that we are watching right now. Please feel free to email us any theories you have, uh, any exciting details that you have discovered. We'd love to uh, pot about them. We're here for the finale episode of Spot of uh, The Last of Us here on Spotlight TV. It was called Look for the Light, Season 1, Episode 9. Written by Craig Mazin and Neil Druckmann. Ever fucking heard of them? 
directed by Ali Abbasi again. I uh, just the recap of this episode is gutting. Mm. I, yes. I don't, I don't like it. And I'd like to just say that um, there's going to be a running total. And if people in the chat want to kind of keep an eye on how, how often I say the phrase, I do not like this. It's going <laughs> to happen a lot. It's in my notes. I'm going to say it more than, uh, than I have it in my notes. So if we need to keep a running tally, uh, we can try and scoop that into an Instagram uh, reel here at the end. Um, we open on a pregnant woman running from an infected this is how we get our Ellie birth. And that woman is boys. Ashley Johnson. Mm. Friend of the pod. Queen. Queen. Yeah. Good friend of ours. Really? Right. The no, no. no oh. I, wish. I did. I did. Uh, I was like this close to her once. Uh, I recognized uh, was... her and I couldn't figure out from what. So she was, did you ever, when we were children, did you watch um, uh, growing pains? Yeah. She was the child, the, the young girl from Growing Pains. I don't Pains. know that I would have like she that. She also was on a show on NBC for a while, but I, the name is escaping me right now. It was like a murdery mystery type show. Um, I'll look it up in a second. She but was she was fabulous. at the, the Yeah, she's she's amazing. Let me let me see. So good. Quick that question. show is called Blind Spot. Yeah, quick, Blind Spot. Quick question, guys. So Ashley Johnson and Bella Ramsey, they look like mother daughter. They do. Thank like, you. do you think like obviously like Ashley Johnson is not a character like that's not an actor I think that was going to be in this show outside of the fact that like she was the voice of Ellie in the game, but like, do you think that they cast Bella Ramsey being like you look so much like we already knew beforehand what we wanted to do or do you think this was like wow you guys look so much alike let's do this? Well, I think my read on it is that like Ellie is so much of Ashley Johnson. Mm -hmm. And they've talked about that a lot, like a lot of things about Ellie, like her love of space came from Ashley. And like, there's just a lot of Ashley-isms within the character. And I think that that was a like a, you got, you're giving Ashley Johnson and, and that's, you know, what they were going for. But Ashley is obviously like too old to play the part in real life. So no, I think it, it was a, a deliberate choice mm. personally. I love this podcast because I learned so much shit. Like I had no idea <laughs> that actress was the girl who voiced it in the game. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was cool. so it was so trippy at the beginning when she's like running down and she's like grunting and like making all these noises because she doesn't affect her voice at all to be Ellie. It's just how she sounds. And so it straight up just sounded like I was Ellie running through like away from an infected well like, and you know i've never played the game but it sounds to me like they've done a really nice job of giving little like hints here and there to people yeah. who did play the game like little treasures yeah, yeah. I mean, every every lead has been in this show in some capacity it seems like yeah, there are right? a couple cameos in this one the, the the second one we'll get to a lot later in the episode I will say um, Ashley Johnson for me is the woman that Captain America saves in the first Avengers movie. Oh yeah, um, right. She is yes. the waitress who gets saved and at the end of the movie says, he is my personal hero. And she's great in that, in that little spot as well. Um, as far as casting goes, Cayman, I think Maggie could probably speak on it um, better than, than any of us could. But I, I would say that, um, that, when they went to cast Bella Ramsey, I guarantee you they um, they had some sense of a we want an Ashley Johnson in this part 
type. Like we want somebody who's going to represent that video game character, right? So we want yeah. somebody who's going to look the part and I'm sure Bella Ramsey fit that part in a lot of ways. Now, different casting directors value different things and some value the acting over the look and some value the look over the acting. But I think I, I am positive that that had something to do with it, right? That she looks like her it's daughter. It's right gold and it's both. Yeah, what would you say, Maggie? Yeah. I, I would say my personal opinion is that they cared most about her, the acting, just because Bella or what, what is her real name? Yeah, Bella. Yeah, Bella, Bella Ramsey. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bella Ramsey. She is such an amazing actress and more than anything else. I mean, she's not like a drop dead gorgeous, like, you know, <laughs> leading lady or sure, something like right. that. Um, but I think she just fit well into the type. I don't, I wondered if she even auditioned. I mean, she has such an incredible resume. I bet they just offered it to her. Sure. She, she had to have been like talked to. Yeah. To, yeah. Or something. Yeah. I'm sure they have like screen tests with, with Pedro, who it seems to have even had to go through some sense of an interview process, whether it was, I'm, I don't think it was an audition, but I've heard him talk about getting the part. Uh, yeah. It's kind of a, an infamous ambient story now that he tells <laughs> yeah. about how he, uh, he met with the director, he met with Craig Mason and then they wanted him to meet with Neil Druckmann. He was in England. It was really late for him. Uh, he took an Ambien after he talked to Neil Druckmann, thinking that nobody would call. And after he was asleep, he got the call saying that he got the part. So he oh said he woke up the next morning and um, didn't remember that he had had that phone call. So he was like, he spent a lot of the morning being like, man, I hope I get the part. I'm really looking forward to getting this part. I really hope I get the part. He's um, so fucking cute, man. So cute. Oh, uh, and Liz so cute. in the chat actually says I that, yeah, that. Bella sent in an audition tape and then was immediately offered the role. And I, I get it. I actually trust that. Yeah. Yeah. Look at That's her awesome. info. Hey, Liz. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, Ashley Johnson, friend of the pod, of course, and original Ellie runs into the house announcing herself. She runs into a room, keeps that door locked for a minute, gets the infected, gets in anyway, tries to kill her. She kills the infected, has the baby relatively easy. I, I think when there's other trauma happening uh, in the room, that baby just kind of slips straight out. And then um, and then gets just this one moment with her baby oh. as she realizes oh, that God. she's infected. And, uh, and this is the first time in the notes that I write, I do not like this. Yeah. How about how about the just laying it on thick with like Ellie being born into violence? Yeah. And, yeah. and like her yeah. like going back to last week, like her having a violent heart and all the stuff we've talked about throughout this this season of Spotlight TV that like, oh no, it yeah, I mean it makes sense like that. Also all of this her kind resilience. Of like yeah. I thought so much about her resilience. I was like, of course, this is how she was born. Yeah. She never knew her parents, and she's like so brave for a child her age yeah and it kind of just all started to make sense yeah for sure it's worth pointing out this is not in the game either this whole segment that okay. we're mm -hmm. in none of this actually takes place in the game so yeah we we never know why uh ellie is immune they kind of tease like this could potentially be the reason right. uh, but this this does not take place in the game so this was this whole sequence where it's just like for me sitting there being like, yeah. oh shit, I, 
wow okay and then it's just man this this whole episode felt like it was just i was a, a literal punching bag for <laughs> neil Druckmann and craig mason for just them being like oh you think you got a oh, one more time just fucking just one after another punch 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 mm-hmm. until they know a they heap on the floor mm-hmm. <laughs> uh i love the quote yeah you tell them you fucking tell them ali uh, and that baby's crying yeah me too and she's i, um, I forget the exact line i didn't write it down she's like oh you're so tough like you're so tough something like that i was like yeah this is the second time in my notes i write i do not like this that is just by the way one note apart um just (laughs) in between a quote uh i watched the credits again i've been skipping through them they're just fucking gross like if i really tune into it i on the finale though you gotta watch it on the finale you gotta watch it yeah i agree i didn't um hey it's okay you don't have to but you gotta it's a boring um, credits to me. Really? It's not HBO's best. I'll yeah, no. I just but it does like... use the original music from the from the game, right? It does, yeah. I but never played show, the game, like, though. Oh, so sure. I, yeah. To me, I'm like, why'd they choose this song? It's boring. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> Sorry. No, it's okay. Uh, I'm going to just go ahead and read my note like uh, as it's written. Oh, fuck. My girlfriend, Merle Dandridge, is back. Finally, Jesus Christ, thank you. Oh, God. Oh, I've been waiting for a really you, long time. Have you just, like, put a picture of Merle Dandridge and Julissa Sabino next to each other? Because I, uh, <laughs> on the uh, on the mantle, Julissa has yet to notice, but one of the pictures, I've completely switched her out with Merle Dandridge. <laughs> um, <laughs> she has no, she has no clue. I will say, I saw early on that um, on IMDb that she was in three episodes, and she had been in two. And they made me wait until the ninth episode to see her. I sure again. did. I also so happy to see her. As Cayman was saying, we don't get any of Anna in the show or in the game, mm-hmm. but there is like a note from her in the game. And also at the very end of this episode, or not the very end, but the hospital segment that we'll get to later in the game, there's like a little recorder that you can listen to. And Marlene is talking about how her and Anna like have been friends for a long time. And she like cool. kind of insinuates that Anna was one of the first fireflies with her. So it was cool to like mm. this kind of like cemented that like once you see Marlene coming to this, Oh, okay. Yeah, no, this is a firefly thing. So I, I, I that was really fun um, for me. Quick side note. I, I love the idea of a couple people sitting in a room being like, what are we going to call ourselves? Like, and and really like it's like a band trying to come up with the name. They're like, should we call ourselves like the Wondrous or like should we call? Mm. I don't know. That's stupid. Oh, no. pa- I mean Patrick and I have kind of the butterflies. Butterflies. Patrick and I kind of cool. did that when we were coming up with the names for what we wanted our podcast to be. Uh, sure. A little making of the sausage. Save Try Cinema was originally called Torture Your Friends. Um, and yeah, I shut that shit down. Stick, so oh, that's that's <laughs> way better. You would have had a lot more listeners. <laughs> Maybe. Probably. They're looking. They're looking for Anna, uh, Ellie's mom, and they find her in the room humming a song. Do you know the song? Another aha song. It is another aha song. The sun always shines on TV. Eighties signaling trouble. Mm. I love this shit. Oh, God, I didn't even put so that smart. together. God. She has a knife to her neck when they walk in. And takes it down, tells Marlene every precaution she took in not infecting Ellie. Okay. I'm not going to – I don't want to be the as a father of a daughter guy, but I'm about to be. (laughs) Very quickly, uh, my wife gave birth middle of COVID, like height of COVID, um, September 2020. 
we were so nervous about COVID the entire time. We were so nervous about going to the hospital with people with COVID. Um, they like rushed us through. There were four of us in the room when Penelope was born, the doctor, one nurse, Jalissa and me, right? Uh, Penelope was running a fever before she was born. So they had to cut the cord. I couldn't do it. They gave her immediately to some doctors. The doctors gave her after they checked her out straight to me. And the first thing that Penelope did was start to root around trying to find food. The very, like the minute that she felt like skin to skin contact with somebody that she Aww. felt comfortable with, she was looking for food. So this to me, like, um, and I'm not uh, going to cry thinking about it because I'm not going to think too deeply about it, but the idea of her not eating intentionally depriving her newborn child who she loves and you've seen the love in her eyes the minute that she gives birth to that child mm -hmm. and is holding her. And to know that she sat there for however long that was, not feeding her child and not get like not giving this child the things that she knew she needed. The first thing she says when they walk in is that she needs to be fed, that she hasn't had milk. Like yeah. I it's fucking heartbreaking. Like I know. Yeah. And then your mind goes to, cause my mind went to like, well, how long is it going to take for them to get some milk? Like, yeah. do they have milk on them? Like, right. How, when is she going to eat? Right. My hope is that like, they were preparing like for yeah. this, that she was they, pregnant. If, but right, if but. they know she's pregnant, they're expecting that she's going to breastfeed, especially sure. 20 years in. Right. They, they, they're, or they're, they're hoping. And if they aren't, if, even if they are scavenging, like, we live in we live in 2023. Last year, there was a formula shortage just because of like yeah. the import export business. People like couldn't find formula in 2022. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, so the fact that I don't know, it just um, really struck me as, as like a really um, smart, intentional, um, very like feminine minded thing to to think about in a writer's room with with. Uh, the creator of a video game and uh, another man. Sure. <laughs> I guess, you know what I mean? I, yeah, I just no, found that sure. really super impactful. Um, also, the uh, Anna's like very clear decision to lie to Marlene that mm, yeah. like, I, uh, I, I cut, cut the cord before. 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 Like I yeah. did it. I swear to you, I did it before because like she doesn't know that her daughter won't turn. Yeah, but it doesn't fucking matter because it's, it's her daughter, and like she, right. she would in rather a in a everyone else way. die if that yeah. meant her daughter could live. Totally, like, you know, or we'll, at least we'll, we'll she doesn't have to be the one to kill her, right? Like yeah, at, at least sure. she goes, "I'm infected. I know, I know what, I know your heart, Marlene, and I know like your resolve. I know that you're going to come back in and kill me. Like, yeah, that's at least what she's hoping. And so if she if she's dead and somebody else has to kill the baby, it's not her. Oh, God. <laughs> I do not like this. Marlene and Anna make a pact to get Ellie to Boston um, and get Anna gone. And this is where I write in my notes for the third time. I do not like this. And I also got to say, Marlene's like, cover her ears. That man did not cover. He didn't. Ears. That's what I thought, too. What was Fucking he doing? Fucking yeah. man. Marlene takes Ellie but won't kill Anna, it seems like, which is really selfish, it turns out. And Marlene realizes it as she walks out of the room. She turns back around, and Ellie's first loud sound is the gunshot to her mom. I do you know, not like this. This this scene like was I don't know why, man. This scene fucked with me. When she walks out of the room, I'm like, I 
fucking hate Marlene. Like immediately was like, I fucking hate you. Mm. And then she gives the baby off. And there's something about the look in her eye when she turns back around. I don't know. It was, it was perfect on Merle Dandridge's part. Like I think the way, but there's like a moment of like, it's a coldness, but also like humanity. Yeah. I don't know what it is. It's like, like she was like burying something inside and like the, the coldness of the moment is what you read on her face. But it's like the tear when she walks back out that like, you know, that like how much this has affected her. But for some reason, after she does it, I was like, I fucking hate you even more. I don't know why. I don't know why. But like this, this scene just I don't like kind of I kind of read that like coldness of her going into leader mode and thinking like, oh, how the fuck am I going to care for a baby? Like to go back to our earlier, like we, we don't have formula. We don't have someone who can feed this child and now this is just another thing that i have to worry about on top of surviving keeping my crew alive uh taking down fedra leading the resistance like all these things like it i think there was that like this isn't my kid and so i can have that separation as not the mother uh which yeah which i do think i do think it's worth noting that so one of the things that that anna says to 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 marlene is that She's like, find a family that will love her and raise her like I would. Hmm. And then if you think back to episode seven, where does Ellie grow up? Inside of yeah. a fucking Fedra orphan. I know. I right. thought the same and exact just, thing. As an orphan, right. I was like, why like, isn't this woman giving her more love? Like she, this was her friend. I was just, and I think yeah. that's the big lie, right? I think that's the lie that Marlene tells is that she will, she will do what anna asks but she she's not she doesn't have the time i mean patrick you just said it like there are five things on her plate that to her right now are more important and if ellie is like if the cord was cut i that's the thing too is that if anna had been like please take care of this baby please shoot me before you shoot the baby whatever like please take care of this baby and see if it stays alive because i cut that cord after sure this whole thing could be totally different and have ended years ago right but, it also but made both of them give a the, line um, the thing where they scan their ears like wouldn't mm, they yeah. have scanned her from the very beginning like she would have been scanned for yeah. sure at some point and you would so, think so i guess like, so but maybe they didn't have that technology 14 years ago or something you know i, I don't know maybe i'm playing devil's advocate well yeah. I, I i do think this not to answer that question but to go to to your point jeremiah i also think it, the empathetic side of me thinks that Marlene put her in the orphanage because she also didn't want to put herself in a position to love and and be a mother. Sure, because you see what it does to people. Like you've, we see how fucking broken Joel is, and and by losing a kid, and so like having to be that parental role in this world is just another liability because yeah. that's, that's just another thing to lose essentially. And and like and something that they kind of mentioned earlier in the uh, in the show, um, I think, unless I'm pulling from the game here, is um, Marlene putting her in Fedra because that was like objectively the safest place to put her. Like she would have food every day. Yeah, they she did would say yeah, that. Yeah, like she would that. be prepared for or uh, uh, cared for. Yeah. Cared for. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's true. Back in the present, Joel is trying to pick Ellie up with a little bit of Chef Boyardee and some Boggle, reminding me of my childhood. Um, He wants to teach her guitar, but she's not paying attention. 
Ellie knows Joel's moves, but Joel can't seem to figure Ellie out right now. Any thoughts? Bella acts the fuck out of this entire... I mean, really, from this point until the flashbang pre-hospital is just mm -hmm. like 10 out of 10 fucking eating the script from these two. Mm. Yeah. I yeah. Agree. I mean, it was like a mix of like for me, I was thinking, oh, she at first I was like, she's in shock sort of because of all the trauma that she's experienced in the yeah. last couple of days like that. That was really traumatic. The episode mm -hmm. before barely escaping. And then also the lead up to her going to the hospital and knowing that like her and Joel might be separated. Right. Yeah. yeah. There's yeah. like a lot to wrestle with here. There's there's one thing I wish they had brought over from the game to, to start this segment off. In the game, after we cut from her hacking David at the end of last episode, it cuts like an over-the-shoulder of Ellie looking at, because they're like outside of a zoo in Salt Lake City, and uh, there's like an image of a deer. And so like as the player, that's like the reason that she kind of is you assume the reason that she's kind of in this like broken state right now in this exact moment, because it's been months since that happened is she mm. saw the deer. She remembered shooting the deer, meeting David all and everything else that then happens. Yeah. And I, that I would have, I wonder if having that there would have made it just like a tiny bit more clear, but I think it also was probably clear enough. Uh, I was curious too. watching it, it. It felt like it was another time jump. I mean, uh, like a fairly significant one. And that's mm -hmm. why, that's why the, the, the shock part of it when i first thought shock i was like yeah but like everything's blooming like the the snow is gone so they've, e they've either traveled super far south or or the 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 time has changed right so in, yeah. the, in the game it's split up by chapters so the previous so the last episode would have been winter and so when we yeah. cut to where they are in salt lake city it is now spring okay, okay so, so it is yeah. a jump yeah. Mm -hmm. So there's a jump. So for me, she I is guess, just kind of dissociated. Uh, yeah. In yeah. So I think it's interesting. I think you could look at it two ways. You could look at it from the angle of like, hey, she's still processing the trauma from the previous episode. Or the way I was reading it was like, this is a moment like they are at their destination. They just have to make it there now. Like they're, they're here. They're yeah. in the city. Mm -hmm. And it's the realization of LA being like, this is this is the end of we've we've gone through so much together like, yeah this yeah. is right. it like this is the final and like her disassociating herself from like from joel and from the world being like this we're almost there like what the fuck and yeah. so that's how i personally read it um she's just as quiet see both ways yeah yeah she's as quiet as i get every time i i get a vasectomy we get the quote <laughs> You, can, you don't know what he's going to say next, guys. No, you never get the know. quote, come on, I'll give you a boost. Triangle. Uh, so this is so, like, I think one of the most affecting parts of the game in a weird way. Yeah. Because as we've talked about way, way back in the season, the triangle for boost is something that you do two dozen, three dozen times throughout the game. It's like, oh, there's an obstacle. I'm going to boost up Ellie. And this is the first time that you oh, go that you press cool. triangle and she doesn't come. Mm -hmm. And then you oh, like, cool. and there's like a, a little animation and then <laughs> Joel kind of like exits the animations. Like, Hey, <laughs> like, did you hear me? Like, what's up? And that's when Joel starts to realize like something is a bit off right now with Ellie. Yeah. She's not being herself. And I do still think that came across here, but it's just one of those things you can't quite translate from a game because you're the one in control. But I, but yeah, it's, I'm glad that they were able to do, I think as much justice to that specific. Where do you play this there. game? Cause I want to play this game now. PlayStation. PlayStation, okay. Yeah. 
I think that um, I'm selfishly just the most happy because that that's been our sign off this entire time. Yeah. Uh, and and it actually and said paid the off word in the finale. Boost, yeah. I know. It I uh, also, makes me really happy. We kind of mentioned it, but like with the Chef Boy RD and like Pedro does such a good job, I think, of showing Joel's growth and how much he loves Ellie and, yeah. and, and how much, like how in tune with her he is now, like with the boost thing, being able to like looking over and checking in and be like, Hey, like, did you hear me? And, sh and she's like, Oh yeah, no, I'm sorry. And he's like, no, like, it's okay. Like, it, yeah, it's he's okay not getting that... as annoyed anymore. Yeah, like, he's not mad. He's yeah. running up and like, oh. he's like, Oh, I'm just happy. She's, she's smiling. And like the yeah. giraffes honestly were my favorite part of the whole episode. I thought, yes, wow, how beautiful. Cool. How, what a beautiful moment. Yeah. Cause I didn't even think about, of course they would have escaped the zoos and just be living, yeah. you know, out in the wild. But there was that moment when they first, she was feeding the giraffe and I thought I was just watching him and the acting was so beautiful because the way he was looking at her, I thought he was going to be like, listen, I want to adopt you or something. Like, I, <laughs> he, thought, I thought there was going to be like some type of moment there. With the I, exact same makeup and hair, he looked 10 years younger just in the facial expressions he was giving happy. her. Like, yeah. He, yeah. Just being happy. Like he, mm -hmm. he was so grizzled early on and, and you like. It, she makes him like a younger like person. It, it's really beautiful. It's in this yeah. moment. I actually text Patrick just three crying emojis. Patrick, <laughs> <laughs> he messaged me back like an hour and a half later and was like, sorry, I just saw this. He's like, but I know the exact moment you're talking about. He's like yeah. in the timestamp checks. Cause this is like a really like, I think like, obviously there's a lot of emotional moments that happen in the game, but like, I don't know for, for me when this happened, the first time I played the game, especially, and honestly, every time I play the last of us, mm. it's this scene in particular that always gets me. Yeah. yeah. It's just, I don't know what it is about it. It's just like something beautiful about this moment. It just really well, resonates. It's such a stark contrast to what we just went through. Yeah. Ellie like almost being captured and like, all the bad things that you can fill in the blank of what David was probably going to do. And then yeah. we get this just like genuine, beautiful moment of nature and her feeding a giraffe and like getting to be a kid for like 10 seconds, like an actual kid. And, and that like joy and laughter of like a giraffe licking your hand. And, well, and I don't think you think that giraffe was real. Oh, definitely. Was yeah, real. I do. Yeah. 100%. Like a real giraffe? Yeah. They, yeah. they used a real giraffe? Yeah, yeah, they went to a, a zoo in Vancouver and built a little blue uh, stage around him. And then, so everything else is CG, except I think the plants, but that is a real giraffe. His name is Naboo. That's so cool. That's so I, cool. you know, just to like kind of piggyback off that real quickly is that I felt like that moment was sort of foreshadowed by at the end of the recap. I love that it ended with him being like, I've got you, baby girl. Cause I was like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. okay. So like there's going to be that. We're here. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know, the more I sit and think on it and the more as we like progress into this episode and like Joel, like a lot of the decisions he makes in the next like 20 minutes. Um, if you, like for me, like looking at this, like, cause you see like all the animals have broken out of the zoo and they've, it's not just like we have like an, a, one single adult giraffe, but there's babies. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And yeah. like, it's a moment too, where you're like, where, yeah, where it's like nature heals itself. Like, yeah it will heal itself over time we will heal over time you yeah. have joel and ellie like joel's happy again you know he has ellie now like nature is healing time is healing and this becomes like a, a reoccurring thing in the next scene 
where we talk about like, is it time? And it's like, no, it's like, this is just what we need is, is to be together. Yeah. And like looking back on it, I'm like a lot of what comes in after it's very ambivalent of what we see right here in this moment of yeah. like, we're better together. We can heal together kind yeah. of thing for me. I also love like with the ladder um, when she goes to give it to him and just drops it because drops she sees it. the draft. And then there's that like, which they it's it, like one to one for the game. There's that like 10 to 15 seconds of like a little bit of anxiety. Like, wait, is this a bad thing? Is this a good thing? Like, yeah, we're not really getting to see what it is. And then that release, once you do see it, it's really good. I wrote my notes. They could have just gotten a real giraffe, but they, they did. They did. <clears throat> we get the quote. You can't deny that view again. I love yeah. that. Uh, yeah, that. And, and then we get yeah, is it everything you we, were hoping for. Yeah, yeah. We get after all we've been through after everything I've done, it can't be all for nothing. And then my favorite line of this whole thing, she says, I'll follow you anywhere you go, but there's no halfway with this. We finish what we started. And this is where I write my notes for the fifth time. I do not like this. Yeah. Because we get that, like, Joel recognizing that he has gotten what he's needed in the last 20 years, something that he never thought he'd have again. And so for him to think ahead, like, I don't know what's going to happen at this hospital. I mean, I just kept thinking, like, no good can come of this. Like, I know know that she could potentially save the world or whatever, but I don't trust any. I don't trust them. Sure. Yeah. Like, there's no guarantee. Five episodes. I was like, why are they even going? Yeah. Yeah. And, but we should have stayed with Tommy the whole time. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But like her, but, but then like she, especially after what happens at David's uh, village or whatever, like her needing that, like, to have a purpose, I think yeah. is kind of the That's driving true. force for her that like what you just said, Jeremiah, like it can't be for nothing. Like everything that I just did can't just be because like to it, go back to, to Tommy and, and just um, live. Yeah. Yeah. But, but yeah, for Joel to be like, Hey, seven episodes ago, you were cargo. I didn't mm-hmm. want to do this. And now like, Hey, we don't have to do this because I love you. Is like, yeah. Can I tell you something just to, just to kind of move us forward though, that love, um, makes him a way worse uh, uh, transporter than at the very beginning. Um, it, once your once those uh, priorities change, man. Listen, I'm. I was just talking to my wife about this earlier. I am uh, driven mostly in my life by spite, and oh I think if, a few years ago, I just like I, I people realized that I was like a good dude, and I married like a good woman, and. They were like, "Oh, you're a you're a good person. You're fairly talented. You you're you're fine." And I was like, "Great." And that I just haven't done anything since. So um, sometimes you just got to have that anger to kind of uh, to drive you through. We're we're gonna get to to Joel having that anger here in a minute. He says, "It was me. I was the guy who shot and missed." I'm just writing quotes now in my notes. Um, well, I the, to get into this, they get to this like triage camp of that this wasn't Fedra, this was army. And yeah, because it was like right after the outbreak and he brings like where he's also to a point now where he can voluntarily bring up Sarah and he doesn't shut it down. If Ellie like asks and, sure. and then, yeah, we go into the story of I was here day two because I tried to shoot myself. And this I, is the I, spot that, that, that whole scene, which is not in the game, by the way, mm-hmm. this, okay, great. This, great. This story about him, attempting suicide after losing Sarah because uh, like he says, like I couldn't have been more ready because there was nothing left to live for essentially not in the game. 
we had this conversation early. I mean, episode one, probably when we talked about this, that I said at that point, I'm done. Like I, if someone shoots my daughter dead in my arms, I'm, I'm done the next day. And I, this made me go like, it's so interesting that this isn't in the game because I, it's such an interesting and like beautiful addition to it to say like, I could, I couldn't do it. I flinched, but I was totally ready in the moment. Yeah. And then when I woke back up, there was, I had to find new purpose because I realized I couldn't, you know? So it's a similar moment, but it's, it's just different. It's presented differently. So when you're in, uh, what is in the show Jackson in the game, the dam outside of Jackson that they see at the beginning of that episode, um, Ellie or as Joel, Tommy talks about like, Oh, I went back to our house. I got like, there's this picture of, of Joel and Sarah that he tries to give to Joel. And he's like, no, nah, I'm not interested. No, thanks. Mm-hmm. And off camera, we, uh, apparently Maria, Tommy's wife gives Ellie that picture. And so gotcha. in, in this moment, Ellie's like, Hey, I, Maria gave me to this back in Jackson. I wanted to give it to you and he like accepts it. And he's like, cause now that he's kind of like healed a little bit, he's willing to open up about Sarah. And like, there's a really good line. He's like, I guess no matter how hard you try, you can't escape your past and like, thanks her. And, and puts the photo away and like, okay, we've seen that growth now. Like he's, he's willing to kind of talk about Sarah again and like move on. So same beat of, Joel is now at a place where he can be vulnerable with Ellie, but I think the show did it so much better than the mm-hmm. game. I like, especially when he says that line, he says it, it wasn't time that did it. Fuck. And it's just, yeah. Silence, oh just silence between the two of them. And just watching the, him tr- like hold eyes, the tears. Yeah. 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 You, you could feel that that scene was, was filmed uh, later in, in their relationship too. Cause you yeah. can feel kind of the love that the two of them have for each other in that scene. It's really beautiful. Um, I had to ask my wife uh, what this joke meant. What did the green grape say to the purple grape? <laughs> I didn't get it either. Breathe, you idiot. Because he's holding his, he's like about to suffocate the purple <laughs> grape. He's purple. He's gone purple because he's holding his breath. So if he will just breathe, he'll go back to green. It's a bad joke. It's I a agree. bad joke. <laughs> it's a yeah. pun. It's supposed to be bad. Yeah, yeah no, for sure. A different one. <laughs> I, was I wrote in my notes. I don't get it. Uh, and then I wrote in my notes, oh shit, grenade. And then I wrote in my notes, oh shit, butt of the gun we talked about last week. Boston (laughs) Mike would have just gotten mad at the guy who hit him with the gun, apparently. (laughs) Boston Mike last episode uh, decided that uh, he will not Get knocked out by the by someone hitting him with the butt of a gun. That that's uh, uh, impossible for him. Off so. the air, the two of us discussed us trying this out. So okay, I'm great. Actually supposed Jesus to Christ. get a gun. He's not legally allowed to own guns. Um, so I'm <laughs> we gonna, don't, we it's the, talk about it's why. the dual felony charges. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna go get a gun, and we're gonna hit each other in the back of the head to see which one of us knocks out the longest. Okay. Yeah. Well, and we'll just see how many times it takes. I'm fine with that. <laughs> also, I love that both of these characters are just physically incapable of saying I love you to each other because they're both totally. like, have this like gruff yeah. exterior that yeah. Joel's way of being like, I love you is I would love to hear some puns. And she's like, fuck yeah. Like, yeah, that, it just, I, I thought that was a really nice moment. And then of course they immediately take it away from us. Yeah. I know. Stupid. Joel wakes up to what I assume is a wet dream. He's alone in a room with Marlene. <laughs> Oh my god. He's a fucking wild card. You I you never know what he's going to say. Uh, 
Joel gives Ellie all the credit for getting across the country. I wouldn't give her all the credit. I know, but it's a, she gets a little bit of the credit, like late late stage credit. She's like clutching he's, the fourth he's like quarter credit and taken. Like he can kill anyone yeah. in his wake. Right. I'm thinking he's he's uh, he's LeBron and and she is somebody who drains two threes in the fourth quarter. Um, she's not let y'all decide. She's sports. Yeah, she's Ray, she's Ray Allen. We got this. <laughs> Great. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marlene tells Joel that they think they have a cure if they can just get her into surgery. Joel recognizes very quickly that cordyceps grow in the brain, and that does not work for Joel. I mean, it, it, it's obvious that they're they're going to take her brain, right? Like they're they're that's how yeah. they're going to do the cures. They have to, her, to remove her brain for sure. Remove the brain fully. They can't just take it out off of her brain. Yeah. It's so um, funny. This is yeah. so I've played this game. I, I couldn't tell you how many times I've played this game. And this this iteration of it is the first time. I and I think Maggie, you agree with me from what you were saying earlier. This is the first time I questioned, I don't know that I believe this would work. Like I don't think that mm-hmm. just because you think this might work, like with when with Joel being like, you gotta find another way. Like maybe there is a different way because I don't know that I believe that this is gonna work. Well, and they haven't even like this. She's been there for like an hour. Like they haven't even tried anything else. They don't know. She's the only person that's supposedly immune. And then I started thinking about, you know, and this is the long, long, long route. But I was like, she could just start procreating at some point (laughs) and like start her own little world, you know, be like totally based on her. And that's a lot of fucking to do. But it's like. Yo, like eventually, like she could have if she had children, they would probably get her antibodies, right? Totally. And so, like, who who is she fucking? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm saying like later on in life, like she's way too young to think about. No, I'm just happening. saying like when she gets older, like do we do like a dating game show, like the Nick Cannon one coming out soon? Who's gonna have my baby? Or is it more of like a? <laughs> Is it more of like an adamandeve.com situation? Like nobody has that But it's just crazy though that they would jump to that because she is the only person. So they should really be treating it like very delicately because if they just kill her, then all the hope is gone. Maybe they should try more tests than just let's take out the brain. Yeah. Because also the, the one thing that Marlene says that she doesn't say in the game is because like this mutation that happened uh there are these messenger cells that are sending out these signals so that the cordyceps don't like recognize her as a threat it's like well actually we have multiple occasions of her being attacked by cordyceps so right i don't think that's not i don't love this educated guesser that's really smart i I didn't think about that reasoning to go against what you think but yeah yeah i i don't um i like vials of blood first right like we yeah. we go the blood route first yeah. and we just get as many as many vials as we can in the first few weeks and start testing yeah. them on stuff like, like I, I, I don't get it. understand you've been, like you've been hoping for this day for 20 years and like we're amped to try to get a vaccine but this is your like, one shot yeah yeah <laughs> like exactly. take a breather. You know, if you don't get it right this time you're done again on. until you find let another me, immune. let me throw out a secondary situation all right big pharma came in over here here, here he go. goes big farm actually daylight saving big <laughs> farm big farm um <laughs> Bringing it back. Everybody. Um, okay. Here's here's my thing. Marlene is like waiting on Joel to wake up because she knows once Joel knows what's going to end up happening, he's gonna flip. Yeah. He's gonna flip his shit. 
So what if this is more of a situation where, because they don't really like lead to like, they're like, yes, she's implying, yes, she will die. Like she's going to die by the end mm-hmm. of this. But instead of being like telling Joel, like we're going to keep her for weeks on end, running all of these tests, fucking with her, experimenting on her to see what works. We're just going to skip that until you were doing it right now so that you get the fuck out. Interesting. Because if you tell Joel, like, it's going to be weeks we're going to be sitting here doing all this stuff, Joel's going to spend more time. Joel's going to tell Ellie. Ellie could change her mind. You know, they can do all all these things can happen because Joel's a variable that they're not planning for, for him being attached to her, right? Sure. That's an, I've never, that's that's really interesting. I didn't think of it that way. That's just what, where I was like, when we were having this conversation, like, I could see, like, if you want to get the one person out of there that you're like, He's just like, okay, he's dead, right? Right, because she does have that line, you're the one person I didn't want to be in debt to. Because, like, she knows that Joel is a dangerous dude. And, like, you know, so, like, get him out as quickly as you can humanly get this guy out of here. Because if he stays around any longer, there's a good chance this isn't going to work. So, even if they don't plan on killing her right there to, like, pull the cordyceps off of her brain, like, we will eventually get there. And the longer he's there, the, the, the less likely we will be able to, to walk away. And actually be successful. Yeah. I just felt like it was such a ridiculous thing to suggest that like so much so that like I felt like if he had just told her the truth, she would have been like, oh, damn, I'm so glad you saved me. Sure. And so this was like the episode where I was like, I guess Ellie is like really like she's really set on helping. I wasn't really sure that she was initially like, cause you know, she doesn't have any family. She was just kind of like, all right, fine. I guess I'm going to this place. Yeah. You know, whatever. That is something that I think the show fumbled a tiny bit because that is something that, ha- that is brought up a little more throughout the game is, is Ellie's like strong desire to finish this. And mm-hmm. also something that they changed in episode one from the game is that in the game, Marlene and Ellie have a stronger relationship. Like that when when Ellie is held captive in episode one and meets Marlene in the game, she's known Marlene like her whole life, essentially, is what they right. kind of suggest. So, yeah. so there would be in the game, there's a lot more of a driving force behind Ellie because there is more of a, of a past with Marlene. Whereas in this, she cares about Marlene because now she knows that like at the end of that scene in episode one, she understands that Marlene put her here and like has been kind of watching her from a distance, but there hasn't been a lot of dialogue. And it's something we kind of talked a little bit about last episode that like dialogue throughout with the parts that you're playing that kind of fill in backstories and intentions and desires that, because we're, we're always jumping from one big thing to the next in the show that those kinds of little things, I think we missed a little bit, Maggie. Let me posit something to you. How about this? I think the big scene here that we're not talking about is the scene with Henry and Sam when she cuts her hand open to to hoping that her blood will save Sam, right? And it doesn't. So we know in that moment that like Ellie will hurt herself to save others. And Mm. now that we've gone through, she's lost Tess. Sure. She's lost Henry and Sam. She's lost Riley. That's a big driving force. And to know that like she's so attached to Joel now, like I could lose Joel as well. If I give myself up in this moment, like I could potentially save all of these people who might be coming after. And like he, then that's the thing is like, I distinctly remember, I want to say it was in, in the game. There was like special features that you could unlock when you beat the game where like they talked about some of this stuff. And the whole thing was, it was like Ellie will sacrifice her life to save humanity. Like she is the hero of this story. 
Sure. It's not Joel. Joel is not yeah. the hero. It's Ellie. It's always been Ellie. Ellie's always been the hero. And so like who, and then we get to the next step, which is like, who's actually the villain. And like you juxtapose that you have both of them at the same time. Yeah. And I'm going to offer an alternative here. Marlene sees that Ellie gets infected immediately recognizes, Oh, Anna was bit and she did not cut the cord uh, before. Right. So, this is the cure is that women have babies as they have the baby, as the cord is being cut, we let an infected in bite dead baby has the antibodies. We just keep moving. Anybody? I like that idea. I had, the same thought. I had the same thought too. I was like, why didn't you experiment that? Just give me sure. a bite. Just try. Yeah. You know. uh, a boss bite. Mike in the chat, but if Ellie, Ellie sacrificed herself, how would we have a second game? Of fucking course, Mike. <laughs> you fucking ass. But, but, good point. It's, it's a funny joke, but that's not the story they wanted to tell. Like this, like, yeah, like they had a vision of what we are going to see in seasons two and hopefully three and four and five and, and it'll go on forever and it'll never end. May it never but, end. Yeah, may, may it never, never end. end. Yeah. Marlene uh, says she's sorry, but she's going to go be sexy in another room and make this shit happen. Joel <laughs> has other plans. Pedro Pascal is so good at letting his eyes like go blank before he goes violent, like kind of just turning mm -hmm. it off. He's like, I'm not going to think about this. It's not going to be a part of like uh, my dinner time tonight. I'm just going to start murdering some people well, and for even letting him go. Honestly. Oh yeah. Stupid. They should have just shot him. I, I yeah. don't understand. I never understand that plot yeah. trope. Like I, guess I agree. She owes him. Sure. That's why. But you know, you know, when you don't owe him anymore after you shoot him. Yeah. yeah. If, if you're as ruthless, game. if you're as ruthless and want to save the world as much as you say you do, Marlene, right. fucking that execute make him. any sense. Yeah. Like, of course yeah. he's going to fucking come back and kill everyone. Oh, of course. And th this has to, I mean, this is prime video game. Like this is like, I'm, this is first person shooter straight over his shoulder. Well, and I uh, think video game, which is great. It actually, I think this does land in the show better for me too, because the show has done a really good job of minimizing how much violence there is for a game that is really fucking violent. When there is violence, it's very violent. But like in the game at this point, you've killed an unnumbered amount of bad humans infected yeah. uh and like everything in between although i guess there's not much in between than those two things but uh so now like in the show there's really not been much so to see him kill all of these people i think for me it kind of that switch of joel deciding and dissociating as you said jeremiah of like now i have to save her because i can't go through this again i think landed a little bit better in the show than in the game just oh, yeah. from the given circumstance of we've not seen hundreds and hundreds of things die in the show. I also think it's really important too. I something we've always touched on throughout this whole series of us recording has been that like Joel just keeps making stupid mistakes and he's not mm. as sharp. He's not as quick as he was and all this stuff. And now in this moment when Joel flips the switch, this dude is an absolute terror. Because like he has something he, to fight for now. He does. You're absolutely right. He did not give a shit if, if Ellie and him made it. He did not give a flying fuck. Mm -hmm. He wanted to make it out to Jackson if he could, but if he dies along the way, who gives a flying shit? Now mm -hmm. he's like, I have something to fight for. And it's like, there's that, that moment where the light bulbs tighten. It's not flickering anymore. It is, yeah. fully, it is fully turned on. And he goes like full-blown fucking Rambo. 
Yeah, and oh, it's yeah. like he, it's that he finally gets to like redeem himself from not getting yeah. to protect Sarah twenty years ago, and he's like, totally. "I'm not wasting that opportunity." Head to toe, goosebumps right now. Bam, bam. Kit. Killing the people putting their guns down on the ground is is uh, is a tough look, but totally understandable uh, at, at this point. Like if you leave, they're they're going to call somebody else, and somebody yeah, else it's it, it, there. It is now another obstacle if I don't kill them right now. He makes it in the room right in time. Shoots the doctor trying to save her by using his tiny scalpel. That was so funny. <laughs> I won't. I won't let you. Yeah. Uh, that's what. That's who I would be. Uh, this no, is I would moment, be like, here, please uh, take I, I, this. Take this. I love child. this moment because in the game, when this happens, you come into the the room and you have to kill the doctor. Like it's not an option, and that it's one of those things where it's like you've killed all these people, but they have guns. So now this is like the first time that. You are killing. Technically, an, he's armed. And unarmed, but like yeah. for the sake of this, he's unarmed. Like you don't bring a knife to a gunfight and all that. But so then that's the first time, or not the first time, but then it like is really driving home for me as the player. Wait a second, ha- am I the bad guy here? Yes. Am I like <laughs> you are? You are. And that, that's one perspective. Or no, am I just? No, that it, is that is directly from Neil Druckmann's mouth uh, when he does like he talks about it because that's the whole thing, right? is that he says, Neil Druckmann says, he said, this was back when the game was released. He says, Ellie is the hero of the story. You play as Joel, but Joel's not the hero. Joel is the villain. You've been fighting all these bad people the entire time. You have that moment to save humanity, and Joel murders everyone. Mm. Well, I don't don't know that... He's ever said that he's the villain because the whole thing is that like w- this it shows like what a parent will do for their child. M- maybe yeah. he did. Uh, I don't want to say you're lying, but like he, I feel like he's been very I mean, like wanted him to do it. I mean, as an audience yeah. member, I was like, well, yes, then- now fucking kill everybody. Yeah. I mean, maybe yeah. maybe being a little harsh <laughs> on the using the word like he is the villain, but like it does. You have to like you're asking the audience the question in the moment. Like that's it. Yeah. Is he like, are you the, are you the good guy anymore? Like yeah. you've, well, you, you get that in so many great anti-hero shows, right? It's the, well, it's trolley problem. It's also, it's also as, as TV viewers, it's the Walter White problem, right? That you yeah. see this guy who's such a wimp at the beginning that you're like, Oh, I'm rooting for this guy. Even after his turns become completely lethal and disgusting and horrendous. And you know what I mean? That it, it's like, and, and the creators of the show were like, "Why are you rooting for this guy? We did not want you to be rooting for this guy." But sure, but it, when he, when it's the person that you're following, you it's hard not to, you know. Yeah, um, it's. I was listening to an interview earlier today, uh, like about the show with Neil, and he was like, "It's so funny when <clears throat> when we first did the game." You ask anybody, like, to, to kind of going back to Cayman's point, like. It, would you have done what Joel did? And he's like, if they weren't a parent, it was like 50-50. But if they were a parent, I literally never heard a single person say that I wouldn't have done what Joel did. And there's yeah. just like this different like DNA. Like when you're a parent, if it's your kid, then you will go to the ends of the earth and kill whatever you need to kill to keep your kid alive. Yeah. Does that make you good or bad? That's for you to decide. I, I don't know, but it's it's a really fun like fun's not the right word. It's a really interesting uh, story know. beat. It's kind of I've fun. killed I've killed mul- <laughs> I've killed multiple people since I became a father. Um, yeah. This is where we get our second cameo of this episode, though. One of the nurses oh, tell us. Uh, is Laura Bailey, who apparently I didn't know this played a nurse in the first game, and that was apparently how she met Neil Druckmann, and they hit it off and became great friends. And so she will play a very or she. 
she does play a very big role in the second game. She will likely not play that role in the show, but yeah. so cool. It's a fun. It's a, it was cool to see when I, as I like I was like I think this is Laura Bailey. I'm not totally sure, and then they they confirmed after. But I bet we're gonna get Laura again next season since she was masked and you didn't actually get to see who she was. Um, yeah. but fun That's little cool. cameo. Joe carries her out of that room the same way that David does an episode earlier, but we see the love in his, in his eyes and like uh, just how quickly he's carrying her out that it's like a, uh, it's a necessity at that point. Right. I think when, when David picks her up in the snow, it's like a, a conquest uh, last episode. You know what I mean? And this, this episode, it's like, we're getting you out of here. We're getting you to safety. Um, Marlene gets the drop on Joel she gives a pretty convincing pitch on Ellie still doing the right thing. Uh, Ellie wakes up in the car with Joel anyway. <laughs> Joel lies to Ellie about how they got out. And then we see my sweet, sexy Marlene. <laughs> sweet girl. She had to die, though. She has to I die. love that we get an I'm sorry as the last line we get from Joel to Ellie in the car. Um, yeah, that this whole... It, one-to-one in terms of like the editing structure where it cuts to Joel in the car driving. He not super convincingly lies about what just happened. And then it like cuts back to see him just execute Marlene, which is what she should have done. Yeah. If she wanted what she wanted. And you see who, who actually has the coldest heart in the, in that group. Yeah. yeah, And like, man, the implication of Joel's lie is like one of the most heartbreaking things for me, because essentially what he's saying to her is you're not special. In order, in order for you to stay alive, I have to tell you that you're not special because there are dozens of other people immune and it's mm. done no good. There isn't, there's going to be no cure. And sorry. I thought it was a bad lie. Yeah, it, was. it wasn't a great lie. But and I it think makes it kind the of whole rest. Be. It makes it end. It makes this whole episode end on a, on a really awkward uh, note. Like, a because it, it's ending on a lie. I mean, the whole thing is, right? Like, and, and everybody know, in the room knows it. We know it. Uh, Ellie seems to know it. Uh, he see, she seems to know that Joel's lying at least, right? About Do you think some she part knows of that it. He's lying? I, I thought based on the way that she was like, okay, that she knew that something was wrong. Something was was not right about oh, what I he was saying. I thought she believed him. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Tell me why. Just because she looked like relieved and like, okay, let's move forward. Then, like, all right, I'm going to accept this. Like. I mean, there might have been like a shadow of doubt. Yeah. But in my mind, Mm. I was like, okay, she she believed it. And I thought he did the right thing. You know, if she really is going to be that upset about it. But I don't know. I still think if he was like, listen, they were going to kill you. They were going to take your brain out. We don't know if it worked. I feel like she would have. I mean, I would have been like, great. Okay. Thanks for saving me. Could have come out. As someone who's never played the game, I was like, wow, where's this going now? Like what, what is next? They're going to go back to his, his brother's place, I guess. Like Mm -hmm. that's where where our headspace was in 2013 before the second game in 2020. How many games are there? There's just two so far. Okay. Yeah. They've, they've not confirmed that they're making a third one because it definitely ends without spoiling anything. Like it could end where it ends. Like they're, it, I think it, they probably like same thing with the first one, they made it not necessarily knowing that there will be a next game, but there is more story to tell. And I think that's kind of probably the same way they did the second story. I like mm. what, uh, I like what Broadway mom says, which is accepting it and believing it are two different things, which yeah, is, 
spot fucking on. I do love the the final scene of them like overlooking Jackson yeah. and her being like, swear to me that you're telling the truth. He's like, I swear. And he swears multiple and when, times. When it ends Ugh. on the okay, that moment, oh God, that just, my spinal cord was, I was on fire. Like, I do not like this. I've always kind of read it as. <gasps> that was my last note. I do not like this. Thank you, Maggie. I've always read that moment as <laughs> she is choosing to believe him because she loves him. But that doesn't mean that she will always believe him. Like that's accepting it then. We're good. Yeah, not. right. Exactly. That's oh. accepting it, but not believing it. So I'm because if you choose to believe it, it's not believing it. Yeah. Right. Um, God, who are you, Broadway mom? We love you so much. Thank you for tuning in. <laughs> I also like leading up to this, we kind of skipped to this. Um, we get again like that Joel does like another callback where like, oh, it's it's only five mile hike. Remember, like that he's yeah. like putting in such an effort to be like fun dad with her mm -hmm. and then is now like uh, opening up a bunch about Sarah talking about how much yeah. they would have been good friends. And that talks about how funny Ellie is and how Sarah would have loved that. And it's just like, and then, and as the player knowing like the conversation that, that she's about to confront him about the, the lie is like, man, what if, what if she doesn't though? What if we just, we're all happy and we go forward and nothing else. It was it was so uncomfortable because you could you could feel him overcompensating for his lie. Like him talk that that's why that conversation felt so uncomfortable to me about uh, you and Sarah would have been friends. Is he was just kind of talking because he knew that he didn't want to talk about what happened. Like yeah. you can feel that he's trying to like divert the subject and he's doing that thing that we've all done when we lie to someone, when we lie to our parents or to a loved one or whatever. And then suddenly you're just like, what, but what are you doing? Like what's happening? <laughs> what, yeah. uh, tell us, tell me what's going on with, with your life. Uh, you know what I mean? You just yeah. start talking and it feels like you're lying. Like it, I, I felt Pedro Pascal lying in that. Scene. Yeah. When he goes into that, like he and, and Ellie interrupts him to say like, swear to me when she asks him the question and we get that heartbreaking, like, which is fun. Like this is the first time in the game that we actually learn who Riley is because the left behind episode comes late, like after this point in, in mm. the like release order, but the Riley episode. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but we get um, it, that like, you're kind of talking without an end goal because you're just trying, like you're hoping they interrupt you because you're lying and you're formulating the lie as you're saying it. Like, no, it's mm -hmm. like, you, know, you just got to find something to fight for. And like, I know that's not what you want to hear and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you're, you're, you're talking a little too much, Joel. I think maybe you're not yeah. doing a very good job of hiding this. I love oh, this. It's going to be the most painful two years. I know. <laughs> oh my God. In between two years. I mean, probably at this point like i feel like with hbo shows like it's it's gotten to a point where there things are like it's probably not going to be next year i hope it's next year but at least we'll have house of dragon like in between that's true uh, yeah because i would hope so we also have a couple new shows coming to the pod speaking of a finale coming uh in just a couple of weeks patrick what day does succession drop on oh, march 26th sunday march 26th Oh, so this is going to be so good, too. We're going to have some succession pods coming your way the week of the 26th of March. Um, if you didn't listen to last episode, my dumbass recorded uh, an episode of a deep dive of the first three episodes of Daisy Jones and the Six. 
that never actually recorded, which just wound oh, up uh, being two friends talking about television, oh, no. which is just fucking pointless. So um, we're coming in with a mid-season check-in this week of Daisy Jones and the Six. That show is fucking great, guys. What, Good. If you're not watching on? it. I, I keep seeing people. Uh, Amazon Prime. Okay. And the first six episodes are out. Okay. Question for you. Uh, guys, if it are we still talking Last of Us or are we wrapping up? Let's talk. Let, I'm I'm down to talk about whatever you want to talk about. I just have one question. Do you have anything to say about the Silicon Valley Bank situation? Uh, I can talk I, all you know, day about that. Lord. No, I don't want to hear your opinions, can, but he might get in trouble. Uh, I <laughs> fair. <laughs> I so there's been a lot of backlash. If Mike is still in the chat, we talked about it a little bit in the last episode about the kind of lack of infected. Something that I thought about in between last episode and this episode was in episode two, there was such a huge emphasis and it was a change from the game on this fungal network. This, the cordyceps can speak to each other. You step on one, you'll wake up a dozen a mile away. Mm. Literally never spoken of again, the rest of the season. We don't see anything about the fungal network. Yeah. Did that surprise you? Like that we didn't something that seems so huge so early was just never addressed for the rest of the season. Like I, I reflecting back on it, I'm a little surprised. And I wonder if it's just because it didn't fit anywhere and we'll see a lot more of it in the next few seasons. But yeah, I, I heard know. that there was a, um, that actually, because it was two years between last of us, uh, seasons, they're actually, uh, they're actually doing a prequel called the fungal network coming out next year 2024 starring Jace, uh, jesse eisenberg and andrew uh, jesse eisenberg will play one of the characters but it's it's these newly dead people trying to figure out how they belong in in the network itself yeah um i i i'll speak for myself when i say that i don't like i don't mind it honestly yeah like, it i don't me. I don't mind it. I think the big reason I don't mind it is because I feel like if they were to put a bigger emphasis on action, then you're taking time away from all of the human moments that we get. And mm -hmm. it, it feels more rushed. And it feels also, I feel like it also turns this show into almost a completely different genre. Like this is yeah, much more. It's more of The Walking of, Dead then. Yeah, this is, yeah, you're much. And I feel like that was something that it definitely felt like they were trying to avoid being The Walking Dead again. Um, oh, they, they skewed way closer to the leftovers than they did the walking yeah. dead in this episode and i or honestly in this season, I, rather. yeah and i definitely like i know that like the next two seasons we know we've got confirmation there's going to be two more seasons i've that that's going to be much more it's good i feel like they're going to they're going to ramp up the amount of action in those two seasons because mm -hmm. i feel like they're going to have more space to breathe to be yeah. able to do that they're going to be given more money to do it too true yeah they are the budget for and season two is going to be absurd I definitely feel like for for season one, for like if you're doing part one, I feel like this was the perfect way to do it. I don't need I know that the world's dangerous. I know that we have infected and there's sure there's some things that might be dropped off like the, the fungal network. Um, but I definitely don't feel like I feel like I would, would probably be a little bit more like I would still have enjoyed it. But I do feel like you're going to have like normies or people who didn't play the game or aren't as connected like Patrick and I are to the game. Um or we're going to be more so the conversation was probably going to be less of like, wow, all of like these people in this world that they built and all this stuff. It would have been more like, wow, this is like a, f a fungus version of The Walking Dead. And like they avoided that 
entirely like that was they went the, they went down the game of thrones route right that they go yeah. this is a place that has dragons and giants and uh white walkers up in the north but that's the backdrop for these beautiful scenes with people talking in big rooms you know yeah um and especially season one did that and then they got the budget like i said and they, they went in for all of the dragons and stuff later so yeah. um we just hope it doesn't fall off that way um hey I've really enjoyed talking about The Last of Us with you guys. Thanks for um, Cayman, Patrick. Thanks for hopping on with me for every episode. Uh, while Patrick was sick that one week, we almost shot him in the face, but uh, yeah. we realized it wasn't cordyceps. So, and Maggie, thanks for coming back for the finale. Of course, um, my last and final thought is: How the hell is she going to get more clothes? Like, I just wish he had grabbed her clothes. You know, sure. <laughs> like I'm like, where is she going to get new clothes? Yeah, the Victoria's Secret at the mall. Um, That's true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey Maggie, where can they, where can people find you? Oh, Instagram if you care, Maggie Stiggers. <laughs> hey, you have a um, you have a, a script that's being read somewhere, don't you? Oh yeah, I have um, actually a couple things coming up, which I'm excited oh. about. Going to the Austin Comedy Film Festival at the end of the month um, with my. <sighs> Just really heartfelt, touching script, Fart the Musical. <laughs> and then um, my, my pilot, The Reenactors, is being read. It's getting a table read at the Women's Comedy Film Festival here in Atlanta on the 19th. And then on April 11th, um, Fart the Musical is coming to the Georgia Comedy Film Festival. So yeah. lots to look forward to. Cayman, you're not allowed to see it unless you pay to go. Cayman, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me at the dumpster boy on Twitter. Finally, he got finally, it. Finally, I finally got it. Apparently, no one wanted that name. <laughs> uh, but you can follow our other podcast, Save Trash Cinema. Uh, you can find that on all socials at Save Trash Cinema. Uh, unfortunately, this week when you're hearing this episode, guess what? This is the same episode we're releasing on Save Trash Cinema. I was too sick to record last week, but don't worry. Uh, for St. Patty's Day, we will be releasing Leprechaun Two. Uh, we're doing our drunk cast over Leprechaun. And then the following week, we have an interview with the absolutely ludicrous director, uh, Joe Badon. So you definitely want to to check that out because I, I'm just assuming that interview is going to go so fucking off rails. Like, it's going to be great. So Patrick. excited for that one. Well, for those of you in the live chat right now, you're already in the right place. Spotlight Games Pod or twitch.tv slash about the games pod fumbled that uh if you like video games if you like uh, talking about the last of us and things like that uh spotlight games pod uh on instagram and tiktok and spot games pod on twitter we release thursday episodes every thursday and we are live every tuesday <laughs> 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 i'm really just i i think your phone I to go have a snack. i think you I nailed that um, um come on back for succession season four the final season of succession um as we talk through that come back n later this week on thursday for a daisy jones uh mid-season check-in and if you're ever feeling down and you ever need a boost don't forget to press triangle <laughs> <laughs>